Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Diane Callahan, your host of the Lighthearted Life radio show, and our topic today is what does it take to create a fulfilling life? And I'm really excited um, about our guest today. Her name is Lisa Carmichael, and she is a marketing pro and author of a book called I Have Time For You. It's a breakthrough book, book that dives into the power of um, personal affirmations to create the life you dream of. So, Lisa, welcome to our show this morning. Hey. Hey, Diane. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been excited about our show. I have your book in my hand, and um, like I said before, it's a it's a little you know a dog-eared with things underlined, um, highlighted because you know that's what I do to get ready for a show. But I really I'm really enjoying um, the the book and and really the impact that these weekly aff- affirmations can have on our confidence, which is really the foundation for going for it in our life. Do you agree? Oh, most definitely, definitely. I just feel like, you know, life happens, doesn't have to just happen to us. We can take control, and that's where I Have Time For You came from. Well, I'd like, can you tell me more about, like, what sparked you to write this book and, and you know, what, what made you feel like you needed to get this down so that you could help other people? Tell me about that. Sure. Well, three things, three, really three things came to be that made this book came to be. The first was I was facing an empty nest. I was a stay-at-home mom. I had left corporate twice. I had a son who was on the autism spectrum, and I really needed to find myself. And I just resonated so much with affirmations and I really learned that I had to change the recordings that were in my my head in my mind and I realized that the only person that was ever holding me back was myself and I needed to make time I needed to make time for myself I was making time for everybody else I was that mom I was doing everything for everybody and I was probably trying to get break through the pain of not being in corporate anymore. So, yeah, it, it, it wasn't not only I wanted it to be helpful for just one woman, but it was really my healing. You know, I love that you say that because part of what you talk about in the book is the idea of journaling, just using our words, thinking through, you know, writing, writing through our questions about life, right? And because um, that helps helps us get clarity, helps us 
at least get all the jumble out of our brain. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes, definitely. It, it really goes back to our beliefs. Someone said you don't manifest what you want. You manifest what you believe. And if you're believing Ooh. all these, yeah, if you're believing all these negative thoughts and you have all this um, beliefs, you know, self-believing thoughts, all, you know, all the negative. If you keep listening to those, you, you will never manifest. You will never create the life that you truly want because you always have that little voice that, that will hold you back. I just wrote that down, and I want to say this again out loud. In fact, listeners, if you're listening, grab a pen <laughs> because this is the nugget right here. You don't manifest what you want. You manifest what you believe. I mean, and I can't take credit for that. I wrote it down. I wrote it down too, because it really is about repetition. We can change our thoughts. We can change what we believe, but it does require some thought, and it does require a lot of repetition. And if you noticed in my book. My book, it, the affirmations that I share, I wrote those down as a journal, and then I transcribed them into this book because I felt there might be a woman out there that just doesn't know the right words to say to herself. So really, I speak to a multi-passionate female entrepreneur, and I feel like that multi-passionate piece has been shamed, that... We have to pick the one thing that we're good at. But as women, we have so many passions, and we're so good at so many things. So I feel you're allowed That's to true. be. Uh-huh. You're, and I give all female entrepreneurs the permission to be a masterpiece, but at the same time, you are also a work in progress. Yeah, and I love that because, we're perfectly imperfect, right? I mean, we're learning. We're always learning, hopefully. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me let me just circle back just for a second because I was thinking about um, what you said about we can't change our beliefs. Because some people are very, they feel very uh, certain that we really can't change our beliefs, right? But the truth is we can. And the brain science um, proves it. The brain science shows Mm -hmm. that the things that we say or think uh, repeatedly, robustly, like with, you know, with passion and rewardingly, they create, um, they're sticky in our brains. They create neural pathways. That's the word I was looking for. And what happens is. They do. And then as we, so so for instance, if somebody has, if somebody feels like, They've been done wrong, like they got the short end of the stick. And if they tell that story repeatedly, and you know people who do this, I know people who do this, they even use the same phrasing. I mean, it's just like it's so um, they've standardized this story of woe, and they repeat it, and it's robustly with passion, with all this energy behind it about how they've been wronged. And, of course, rewardingly is that people listen, and even just without saying I agree, just by listening, you are – to a degree, agreeing with them, right? So that's proving their, you know, it's it's proving their negative thoughts, right? So definitely what happens is 
every time something even remotely similar happens, all that pops right up in your brain like a pop-up ad in your computer, you know, and mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. go right back to that place. And the same thing is mm-hmm. true on the flip side. If you're if you're repeating and sharing stories of positive things, wonderful things that have happened in your life, things that you're grateful for, if you do that robustly and repeatedly and rewardingly, then all those pop-up ads start being about positive things and your mind starts tracking and looking for positive. And I think that's what the beauty of your book is all about, to help retrain our brains to look for all the powerful, positive, wonderfulness. Am I, I feel like an evangelist for your book, but am I getting it right, Lisa? You, you are, you are. And I just wrote a blog post about that exact thing, uh, what you're saying, and it's called reticular activating system. You know, the, exactly you, it. you are, yeah, yeah, you, you explained it exactly, perfectly, because it's that you put out that vibration and you attract that same vibration back to you. So if you put out there negative thoughts, that negativity will, will attract back to you. So I've always believed in the law of attraction, but I truly believe it's more of like the law of vibration because everything is energy. Every every thought that we have, this table um, this chair, it's all energy put together to create, create something. And that's exactly it. What we put out, that's what will come back to us. And that's why gratitude and giving is, is so healing and so important to move forward when we're stuck as these multi-passionate female entrepreneurs. So, amen, amen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, my mission is to bring inspiration and innovation to help multi passionate female entrepreneurs so that they can start where they are and notice and then just create life better every day for not only themselves, but for, every, for the people that they want to work with. Dig more into this. But before we do, a mm-hmm. couple things. First of all, uh, everybody who's listening, you want to go and read this blog post because it'll change the way you think. Literally, it'll change the way you think and it'll change what you say to yourself for sure. Where can they find it, Lisa? Where can they find you? They, you can find me at my website. And I, there are so many Lisas in this world. So I had to add my middle initial to my website. So it's lisarcarmichael.com. And there you can find my blog post. You can order my book off of Amazon. And you can see that way on social media as well. Okay. Oh, that's smart. Perfect. It's so easy. Um, Yeah, it really is. You have to be a smart marketer these days. There's so much competition. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, before we, co- we come back and to start digging further into the book and further into the work that you do, um, I need to take a, a commercial break to recognize one of our sponsors. So um, the, the show is, is supported by sponsors, and we're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of them. And I should let you know that Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence 
and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the United States and even across the globe, and they have over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and all of our partners. And now we are back to keep talking about all this wonderfulness. So um, first of all, one of the things I love about your book is that you begin each session with, what am I here to learn? I mean, mm-hmm. how great is that? That, that mm-hmm. like, opens up opens our brain and our heart up to what we're about to read or think about. Oh, it does. I worked when I was, I was working straight commission, and I was helping a friend out, and she actually she was so frustrated with her coworker. She pushed her. And I'm like, Linda, 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 Linda. Okay. You have to ask yourself, what am I here to learn? You know, first go to HR and report yourself. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> um, you know, ask yourself, you know, you know, you're here to learn something about this. And that really makes things neutral. And it takes away the high vibrations and the low vibrations. It's like you're living in the moment and you're trying to understand, what am I here to learn? It makes everything sort of neutral, right? Because Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've worked um, really hard on is creating space to be an observer, instead of a reactor. So Mm -hmm. um, allowing, taking that pause to just kind of myself or the situation, whatever it is. And, and that way, then you're not so quick to, to be in the emotion of the moment. Do you agree? Oh, most, most heartedly. Because when we pause and we take a step back, it, it actually, it puts us in like a feminine energy and not a masculine energy. And it just mm-hmm. opens our hearts. It opens us to allow all the good things that we truly want, want in our lives. And that pausing is just so important to, yeah, so that we can be open and reflect. Yeah. I I agree. Um, I you know I have actually when you pause, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Yeah, also, do finish. Pausing <laughs> does. <laughs> pausing gives clarity. So instead, like if you're giving a speech and that word um comes out and you're and you're eyeing, just realize that your that is your brain thinking, and it's it's making up for dead space. And when we pause for clarity, we're actually earning credibility. You know, I thought about it like that, but you're right. right. And 
not only in like giving a speech or doing a training, but just in life, right? When you can mm-hmm. pause, take that breath, you know, say, huh, interesting. Um, you do gain credibility because you're not rushing in to, you know, like put out your belief or your position or your emotion, just being being there, being part of the situation, but not um, being, you're still in control of your thoughts and emotions, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I, I've, been, I've been doing a talk lately about, um, called Forward to Better, and it's about how uh, these last two and a half, three years have been tough on everyone, you know, going through global pandemic, um, social unrest, just everything that we've been going through. Um, and that it it's created a lot of grief, a lot of grief, of loss, and a lot of fear. And humans don't like those emotions. We do not like to be grieving or to be afraid. And so what I've observed is that those emotions have turned into anger, frustration, irritability, because those feel like powerful emotions. Like when we're mad, it feels like we're doing something powerfully instead of being afraid, which means, which people think of as not doing something. And so I've noticed a lot of incivility happening in our world. And, um, and I think that the pause and being the observer is a great antidote to that incivility. What do you think, Lisa? I do, too. I feel people want to avoid the tough conversations. They want to avoid the pain because it's too too painful to face mm-hmm. that. And I created, I became a published author because I was, I was done. I was ready to face the pain. And I, even though I left corporate twice and I had frustration, I knew the common denominator had to be me and it had to have been, (laughs) (laughs) and it was my mindset, you know, that woe is me, this wasn't working for me. And I had to really dig in deeper. Okay. Why am I, why do I feel justified feeling that poor me syndrome that that's going to make things work out. That's how I'll find my success. That is not how I found success uh, in the doom and gloom. I found success when I made the choice to move forward, when I made the choice to take action, to take baby steps. And, yeah, you know, there are times that life really is tough, and COVID was tough. Mm -hmm. Um, Our economy has been tough. You know, having a, a child, a perfect baby that I thought was the answer to my prayers and by the time he was three he was diagnosed on the autism spectrum so but I didn't I realized and I've always realized I mean it's good to sit with it but you also have to move forward once you realize it you take that deep breath you feel the pain and then you move forward and that Diane like you said with journaling that's why journaling is so healing 
you know, it allows you to feel uh, the pain. Feel the, like feel it and, and feel through it, right through it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a coach. I work with people on mindset, as you were talking about, on achieving their goals. And um, I often say to my clients that you can have conversations with a coach that you don't have with other people in your life. Um, because, you know, some of the, maybe some of the things about your work environment, you may not necessarily have that conversation with your boss. Maybe uh, things about your home environment, you may not have that conversation with your spouse or whatever. And so as we've been talking, Lisa, I've been thinking about how journaling is very much the same. It's like you can have conversations with yourself as you write through you know, whatever you're dealing with or thinking, you know, thinking through. Is, mm-hmm. Does that describe it? Definitely, because what it is doing is it's just strengthening your belief. So if you, as you journal and you see the negative things come out, you can tap into, you know, where is this negativity coming from? And it's, it's almost a polarization with our beliefs because we can either – have self-doubt or we can think in abundance and belief. Mm -hmm. I always had such a hard time with sales. And I think most women do too, because they don't want to be that pushy salesperson. Right. In the end, one person has a stronger belief than the other person. And I really believe, (laughs) this is my belief, belief comes, from knowing without a doubt that, for instance, success is yours. So there's no room for hesitation because it's an internal game. It's a subconscious decision, and that's what belief is. Belief is the acceptance of what you know to be true, and you've made the decision that you want to change it and you're going to do that with action. So, and as a marketer, Belief, I, action. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Keep actually, going. Let's, add, let's add a little piece in between that. So once you know what your belief is, you have to trust. After you've made the decision of belief, you know, what you know is right and wrong, trust is knowing that you're certain about your truth. That means to have confidence that your belief is real. And trust is knowing that your belief is possible, it's your conviction, that when it doesn't feel possible, that just knowing that everything will work out and letting, yeah. So having that strong belief will make you who you are, and you just have to trust in what you believe. And it's then you fast. take action. <laughs> yes. I, um, I kind of giggled there because uh, it, made me think of, it made me think of a quote, which now has totally slipped out of my brain, you know, chemo brain. Mm-hmm. Um, as a four-time cancer survivor, mm-hmm. all of what you're saying is so, you know, resonates so much with me. And I talk a lot about optimism. And isn't just saying everything is sunshine and flowers if you're struggling or if it's, you know, because everything, 
isn't always sunshine and flowers. So it's not pretending that um, hard things aren't hard. But optimism to me is that very little teeny tiny seed of belief that it's possible. Belief, like you were talking about, belief Mm -hmm. that, you know, finding one good thing today is possible. That's it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean yep. that you have to be doing cartwheels. It just means that you believe it's possible. And from that little seed of belief, then you can move into trust. And then you move into action, and then things start happening. Because I want to take it all the way back to the, the quote that you shared at the beginning about manifestation. You said you don't manifest. You shared. It wasn't your quote. You don't manifest mm-hmm. what you want. You manifest what you believe. And a lot, there's a lot of people out there, especially these days, talking about the law of attraction and manifestation and a lot of other people going, what the heck? I just get to work, right? I work and make it happen. And the truth of the matter is they go hand in hand. Like uh, different um, modalities of manifestation, say vision boards or affirmations or any other types of Um, manifestation sort of rituals, right? Mm -hmm. They actually create outcomes, not because of saying you're going to manifest it, but because in the, in the affirmations, in the ritual, in the vision board, whatever it is, you're putting folk belief, you're putting, you're Mm -hmm. making it your truth. And from there, like you said, then you take the action that matches all of that belief in what you want and what you're mm-hmm. able to have. So it's not just you make mm-hmm. a beautiful, pretty picture board and put it, you know, in a drawer and then a year later pull it out and say, well, why haven't I gone on a cruise? Why didn't I win the lottery? Why didn't I lose 50 pounds? I put it on my board, you know? Yeah. Well, and the you know, board why did is just a kinesthetic in... way. Right, right. But then it's like, well, why did you put the board in the drawer? And I think a lot of times it's that happens is people think everything is meant to happen just like that. I created the board and everything will work out and they don't wait. They wait for the perfect moment. You know, it's, it's not about perfection. You know, perfection is the enemy of done. So with action, you have to aim for progress instead of completing that whole board and not just giving up and, and shoving it in a drawer because you don't think it's possible. Right. And, I mean, if you don't actually think and believe it's possible, then any, you know, no matter how beautiful the pictures are on your vision board, mm-hmm. nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen. Because that's, that's just wishes then. And yeah. the thing that I find, now I bet you feel the same. The thing I find so interesting about, vision boards about um, even sometimes affirmations, if you know, or there's another thing I'm thinking about, but I, or, or even goals, right. Just, or resolutions, which I can't stand, but goals. I find that so many people take these assumed goals and place them on their shoulders. Like we, as women, particularly, we assume it, we should always probably lose a few pounds, right? And so, like, at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year, everybody's in the gym the first two weeks of January because we need to get in shape. Mm -hmm. We need to lose some weight. We need to do this or that. We should. You know, we use the should. We should all over ourselves. And they're they're assumed goals, right, because 
they're talked about a lot in society and things like that. But are they even really goals that are are part of our, um, you know, what we're here to accomplish? Are they from our gut, our soul, our heart? Or do we just put them on our list because we should? And then inevitably, if, that, if we do do that, we're not going to succeed, at least not in the long term. And then we have this sort of sense of loserism, and it, it brings us so far down that it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that we can do good things, and it's hard to find the goals, the passions, the dreams that are really ours, that we're, that we're meant to do. Am I so I'm going to go turn sideways on, on you? you? Just, okay. I'm going to turn it just, just a little bit. So I would say that you're putting those goals out there, and they might be huge goals, but you're – the other piece of it too is is being open having that openness to receiving what is meant to be from those goals so there is a reason that you created those goals and you know but you also have to be open to allowing those goals to to happen and whether they will or not is not for us to decide I mean, we, you know, sometimes it just isn't for us to decide. But when we're open to receiving, that just kind of takes the pressure off of everything that we, we truly want. Um, I'm, I garden in the spring. So mm-hmm. I fight with the weeds. I fight with the rabbits. I fight, <laughs> I fight with the deer. <laughs> and, but... Once I plant that seed, you spoke about planting the seed, I just have to Uh take a step back and allow nature to do its work. Uh. Because I know what I want. I really know what I want. I want beautiful flowers. And I see it year after year that those flowers, they, they come. Maybe not the way I thought that they were supposed to and what order they were supposed to, but they do show up, and they are beautiful. And that's what I mean by just being open to receiving. So when you plant those seeds of the vision board, know that that reticular activating system will kick in. You just have to trust that it will and that your belief, whatever you believe, will will happen and stop with the procrastinating stop with the comparing stop with the negative self-talk and do whatever you can to turn some of those things off and there are ways and the number one way in my opinion is self-care is just we as women we forget to take care of ourselves so I love being I love being a self-care junkie (laughs) Well, and I, I, I like the way that you come across in the book in terms of self-care isn't just going to the spa or, you know, getting a massage. Self-care is truly caring for yourself. And one of the ways is making time, like I have time for you, the title of your book, making time mm-hmm. for yourself, making time for your deep thinking and your growth. And I love, I underline this um, in in 
chapter two, every morning I give myself the gift of time because I thought that is beautiful because often I think of sitting down to journal or uh, meditate or uh, do affirmations as a to-do, like on my to-do mm-hmm. list. Like that's a good thing to do and that'll set my day up well. And I know it will. But what you say is the gift, giving yourself the gift of time. And we are actually out of time, Lisa, and there was so much more I wanted to talk to you about. But I want to say to our listeners, seriously, go to Lisa's website, lisarcarmichael.com. Um, get her book, I Have Time For You, because um, she actually takes you through 52 weeks of affirmations that you can start with, and then as you get good at this, you can start doing your own affirmations, and it's all around the, um, the concepts of the principles of discipline, empowerment, feeling, trust, we just talked about, acceptance, receive, and gratitude. So thank you, everyone, so much for uh, listening today. Thank you, Lisa, for being my guest and sharing your wisdom. And I want to thank all of our listeners in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. And just so you know, Lisa and everyone else, um, after our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And we're quickly expanding to a daily radio show and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and go out there and enjoy your lighthearted life. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.